From Steel Valley Media, this is the Frosty Podcast. Welcome to a very special episode of the Frosty Podcast. It is 4th of July, America's birthday, and it is ACT day. Tyler Kerr is here. He's going to be taking the test. He is preparing for the test now. He's carrying with him a Miller Lite. He is getting fully prepared. We are going to be kicking it over to Joe Reedy, who's hosting this ACT test, uh, as he gives us a very special announcement. So we'll kick it over to Joe. Well, Derek, thanks for having me. Uh, It's always an honor to be part of this podcast. And as our league commissioner, I do want to say that our league has not been impervious to the coronavirus epidemic and pandemic. And it is it's, it's just a lot. We've had to delay this, and there's been situations in past years where things have just not panned out. There's just been, you know, basically not true Americans in our league that have decided not to take this test. And our very own Tyler Kerr has has stepped up and on our nation's birthday has decided that he's going to just take this test for all that it's worth. And we're going to see these results today. And to be honest, I'm really excited about it. Okay. Point. Oh, yeah. Kevin, Kevin's here as well. He's going to add a point. This is the American College test. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Uh, so we are going to bring in Tyler Kerr now, who is, is looks like he's ready. He looks studious. He's got his hair done. He looks nice. Uh, he's drinking his Miller Lite. He's already a couple shots deep. So, uh, Ty, how are you feeling for this exam? Well, I'm feeling the same way I feel about most things I do in life. Pretty great. So I, last night I looked up the different parts of the ACT and just kind of did a refresher, looked up some polynomial factoring, things like that. So feeling pretty good. All right. Well, we wish you nothing but the best of luck. What we're going to do here for the podcast, we're going to kind of come in and out of, of the exam. We're going to check on Ty throughout. We're going to talk to him after each section and before the next section and then as we get other coaches from our league joining us today, we're going to talk to them about what this ACT means to the league. So without further ado, Tyler, it's time for the English test. Now, what's going to be your strategy going into the English test? Well, so English is a tricky subject. Um, you know, not, most, not many of us speak it normally on an everyday basis, so it's going to be pretty hard. Um, my strategy will be uh, read what's in front of me and answer the question. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty good strategy. Now, we have to remember with the ACT, it's, uh, it's very important that you, if you don't know the answer, that you skip it, right? So you, yeah. you or no, I'm sorry, that's the SAT. Yes. You guess because any right answer, you don't lose points for, false, or for wrong answers. So you want to make sure that you answer all the questions. Uh, so that's, that's going to be really important to you. Um, so the, the test is going to be timed appropriately so to the actual exam. So we're going to make the best of this here. Uh, now, Tyler, what, what was your, your best, your ACT best score in your life? Uh, I only took it one time, and I got a 29. So he's just shy of a genius here. Uh, and so <laughs> we're going to see how he does. But uh, we, got, we got Vince and Kevin here. Uh, Vince, real quick, what, uh, what is your prediction for Ty's score on this exam? 
I actually think he's going to do pretty well. I'm going to give him a 33. Oh, even better. So, <laughs> 13 years out of taking it, and he's going to get four points better than he did before. Kevin, what's your prediction? 24. 24. That's that's strong too. Uh, I don't. I'm the science to go down. <laughs> science is going to go down. Re- maybe English up. I think English will go up. Uh, I expect reading will stay about the same. Yeah, I feel like he's I probably pretty good. Probably improve. Yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> it depends if he gets into that liquor cart over there. Then, then, then he's in trouble. Well, that is a factor. I mean, yes, how many shots true. deep are you already? Joe gave me two shots immediately as soon as I got here. So. <laughs> two shots here in your second two beer? Two shots, and this is my third beer. Third beer. Yes. So, uh, yeah, so it's going to be a, a challenge for Tyler battling those elements. Uh, but well, he, you don't want to spend your time in the restroom either, so you got to. Good point. Oh, uh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. You got a lot of leave. That's, 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 you know, that's that, because we know you can go and cheat if you do that, right? That's true. Right. No bathroom breaks. Now, let's pee my pants. <laughs> <laughs> this is something that Joe has set up because Ty's going to be taking this in their dining room while the rest of us are having fun outside. <clears throat> so Ty is going to be taking this on a uh, on a secured website, so he will not be able to go in and cheat. So we can we can trust that the results of this exam are going to be the integrity is going to be uh, intact. So uh, I guess not not much else to say there, Ty. Let's. Uh, Let's get into it. (laughs) (laughs) Question number 15 of the English section. I'm sitting here with Commissioner Joe Reedy. Uh, Joe, you know, this is going to be your first year out of the league uh, serving in that commissioner role. Uh, You know, we're not sure what's going on with the NFL season. We have... A, uh, they're talking about you know different things with the, the preseason, potentially having no games, potentially two games. You know, what do you anticipate here as commissioner for for how this league is going to go off? Well, I, I, you know, I'd like to lead with I hope that the integrity of our league is kept up as somebody's taking the test. Uh, yeah, and. No, I, I think that the NFL uh, is going to do what serves them best. Um, we'll see how the preseason games go. Uh, as a as a fan, as a fan of as, as a fan of the NFL, I would, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing less preseason games personally. Uh, and I hope that they keep the like health and safety of the players at the forefront. But uh, it will be really interesting to see whatever scheme that's come that that. The NFL cooks up. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what it is, and I'm really excited. And I hope that the season happens this year. And I think one of the things that that kind of concerns me a little bit with this season coming in is if we don't have a preseason. Uh, for one, on one hand, you're not going to have preseason injuries. Now, since our league often drafts towards the end of the preseason, that usually isn't too big of an issue for us. We we usually draft. You know, right around week three, usually right before, right after week three of the preseason. So some of those early week one, week two injuries uh, have already happened. So one of one of a couple things here, either we're going to see more players who are going to go into the season healthy or and the thing that concerns me a little bit is that I'm not sure what requirement the NFL teams are going to have to disclose injuries kind of in real time. So normally they would have to tell you that before a preseason game, but there's a chance they can hide some of these injuries 
And if, if that is going to happen during the draft, it's going to be, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't say a, a problem, but another piece of, of a strategy. Uh, so I think now more than ever, going like reading some of those those beat reporters, reading in on some of the team, uh, the, the, the team broadcasts that are coming out is going to be more important now than ever. Yeah, it, like to, to a certain extent, I agree. And I think it's a piece of the puzzle. But I also would argue that a lot of the, like, I so to me the like those those beat reporters and and like what we're talking about in this instance is the difference between being a team that finishes middle of the pack and a team that finishes up at the top of the league because the guys that you're concerned about are the ones that will be. Um, you know, might like like might be on that injury report because you know the the, the predominant guys, the studs, they're not going to be in that in that category of, hey, we're not going to report on this. Or we we may or may not report on this. So, yeah, like I I really think that if you want to put in the work now, that's when that's going to differentiate the champs from the chumps at this point. So I'm joined here now with co-host Tony Perenni and league champion Vince Gorgonzola. Vince, how you doing today, man? Oh, I'm feeling great. I'm not in the, the dining room taking a test right now. I know that much. So <laughs> <laughs> It's a good time to be in the kitchen and not in the dining room. We can all agree on that part. Yeah, uh, Ty does not look happy, although Vince, the being the nice guy, you know, trying to extend that olive branch, has, uh, has brought Ty a shot. What did you what did you bring him? Jack fire. Jack fire. Yeah. So that's gonna help get Ty going. Uh, you know, he's feeling a little a little chilly right now. That's gonna make him feel nice and warm, a little more comfortable. Uh, Tony, you've been uh, you've been off the podcast for a while now. Yeah. We're gonna be getting going on season two here in the near future. Nice long break. I gotta knock the rust off a little bit here. <laughs> <laughs> so one really cool thing, we're gonna be starting season two here in the very near future. One really cool thing we have going on is gonna be a new theme song that has been recorded by our very own Vince Gorgonzola. Uh, and so, Tony, uh, you know, you and I have both heard it. What's your, what's your impression of this song? It's awesome stuff. I mean, you play this around your friends, they're, they're gonna think it's something right off the radio right away. Like, it's, this is good stuff. It's professionally done. It's gonna be up on Spotify. Uh, it's, it's the start of his, his library. There's gonna be a lot of, uh, lot of good podcast content going up there into the, into the cloud these days. Absolutely, and so Vince, you know, you, you recorded every part of it, you, you sang it, you did the whole thing. Uh, you know, how did you, how do you think it turned out? I thought it came out way better than uh, originally um, when it came into my idea. You guys, you guys threw the idea around, hey Vince, can you record something? And I, and I told my wife and Amanda was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. This thing's getting out of hand now, you know? <laughs> and I just, uh, a couple of hungover mornings uh, out on the, uh, on the porch started writing some of those lyrics and then all of a sudden I just added one instrument and then another and another and it came together really nicely. I, I'm, I'm really happy with it. I'm actually, and I enjoy listening to it, although I'm ready for the next challenge, guys. Mm -hmm. We got we a draft of it a while ago and we thought it was the finished thing and it sounded pretty freaking good then and then he spiced it up even more <laughs> with uh, some fine tuning and now it sounds like it, it's, it's a legit podcast now, guys. 
ask. <laughs> season two is going to be fire. Oh, like yeah. the kids fire. are saying. Straight fire. fire. Straight fire. <laughs> like Jack Fire, like Titans did. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Also feeling fire in there. <laughs> so we're going to be dropping season two here in the real near future. We're going to start off with that song. Vince will have you back on as our intern uh, to, to talk about the song a little bit more. We're going to have it its entirety. Uh, like Tony mentioned, it's on. It's going to be on Spotify. So we'll be dropping that all at once. The minute you hear it on the podcast, go check it out on Spotify. Uh, give Vince a follow on Spotify so he can you know, get any new new content coming out. Uh, it's a little challenge for Vince to put out some more content. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's going to be a fantastic song. Now, you know, just talking to Joe, you know, he's transitioning to that commissioner role. One of the things that's coming up is we don't know what's going to happen with the NFL, mm-hmm. right, with, with all the COVID. And so I guess the question, you know, Tony, I know, you know, you, you probably from a knowledge-based standpoint, you and Charlie are the guys that kind of know everything about the NFL. What, uh, what do you think is going to happen at the end of the day here? Are we, are we going to have football? Are we going to have some modified version of football? What's it going to look like, you think? I would say that if the NFL does not end up playing, then you know full well that it's not safe for anything to really be going on in this country because they're going to try like hell to have it and to have it on time, even if it's with no fans. Um, they don't want to stop. And they've already pretty much canceled the preseason. They've done a couple games. I, I fully anticipate that the other two games are going to be canceled as well as they continue to try and buy themselves more time. Um, but at the end of the day, I could even see them pushing it back a couple of weeks if they need to. But um, really, I have a hard time seeing them not doing it. I think this is something where everybody in the NFL, unlike unlike Major League Baseball, I think everybody in the NFL is fully on board with we need to make sure this happens this year from the players, the coaches, the owners, the front office staff. Everybody seems to be pretty aligned with we need to make this happen and need to make it happen as safely as possible. But um, I'm still anticipating there being some football, even yeah. if it's a little late. Yeah, and I think that they have the luxury of sitting back and watching how, how the other sports, you know, the, the summer sports are able to handle, you know, what's going on with, with basketball coming back, with hockey coming back, with baseball coming back. So they're going to be able to kind of learn from mistakes made in the other leagues. And so, so they're, they're at that advantage. I'm with you, though. I, I think there's we're going to have football in some aspect with or without fans, you know, likely without or with with a a select number. Is it 25% capacity, 50% capacity? We're going to find that stuff out here in the near future. But, you know, to Vince, you know, as, as your, your defending champion, there's a big target on your back. How does the likely lack of a preseason go into your draft strategy? I really, I mean, even just the fact that I don't even know if there is going to be a season and, 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 you know, you've got the idea of what you, what you want to do with the, with the draft itself, but I'm not putting a lot of time into executing that idea because I don't even know if it's going to happen. Do I want to waste my time right now or do I want to wait? Um, so I, it, it's really, it's a, it's a, it's a tough call for me. I think at this point I'm going to just, uh, Go with my gut, and uh, and I know I'm going to draft Patrick Mahomes. That's all I know. That's, that's the main Calling thing. Calling a shot. <laughs> I would just throw this tidbit out there for drafters this year. Uh, make sure you put some depth on your team because these guys aren't going to have a whole lot of hits in them when the season starts, and yeah. that usually leads to more injuries. Well, that, that point, but also if we are seeing this spike in COVID across the nation, it, it it seems reasonable that some of these guys are going to go down and it's not going to be an injury or the flu or something that they can play for play through they're going to be stopped they're going to be quarantined mm-hmm. they're going to be home for two weeks 
So it, adding depth is going to become really, really important because at any point, you know, a, a quarter of a team can go down at once. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you know, maybe even on game day, they're not playing. And that's going to happen very rapidly. So I think depth now more than ever is going to be a really, really important piece. I will be interested to see if ESPN uh, Fantasy Football puts in a, you know, they have injured reserve. They have a quarantine reserve, you know, so you could put a player on reserve for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> they get quarantine. quarantine likelihood. <laughs> Probably. <Yeah. laughs> you know, and that, that's going to be, you know, some of our, our teams do rely on kind of pulling a core group of players from the same team. And I think that strategy can really hurt. But you also, and I think, I think another layer of this is that certain states are hit harder than others. Certain counties are being hit harder than others. Now, most of your NFL teams are in bigger cities, but take like the Green Bay Packers, for example. Green Bay is not that big of a city. And I think, you know, you, you pull those, those Green Bay folks together and you say, hey, listen, if, if we can stay healthy, we can keep the team healthy. You know, so a team like Green Bay may be better off than your teams in New York, L.A., Chicago, et cetera. Uh, that, that are in those bigger markets, more people, more chance for that exposure. I don't know if that's going to play out. You know, that's still months away. We'll see. But it's something that I've kind of thought about that might be a, a factor. Yeah, a big issue is going to be keeping those guys uh, with their heads on straight when they go on the road, probably. Specifically those ones that are in Green Bay where there's really not that much to do. They go out and play in New York. You're going to be able to keep those guys in on a, on a Saturday night. Uh, rather than going out like they would for a couple hours. Um, that's a kind of a tough sell on the player's side. So they got to make sure that they're fully bought in on that. Uh, you were, are you referring to the Gronk dance party? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're all invited. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely, I think you're right. But I think, I think the teams are going to use this to implement some harsher curfews, some bigger rules to make sure to your point that those guys aren't going out or if they do it's to team sanctioned you know events that where everybody's been tested and it's in a, a fairly safe environment to do that versus the normal where they would just go out to a club or whatever yeah. um, so very interesting to see how it comes up and i think we're gonna know a lot more here once the nba gets back and once baseball gets back um, we see what that looks like going on the road of course nba is going to be kind of in that bubble um, and soccer's doing that now, and it's not going well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Now, Derek, here's a question for you. Yeah, uh, you're a medical professional. We got Laura in the room as well, uh, as she's uh, as she's tooling around in the kitchen here, trying to get get things ready for the party. I, my question is. Face mask wise, if you could put something there on these helmets and and protect, you know, the the, the spittle and the and the breathing on each other, does that help protect these players from contracting it potentially on the field? Well, I, I think I think yes, and I think we, with what little information we have, one of the things we do know is that that masks are probably our best bet to prevent the spread of COVID. I think the question comes in, you know when you like what else are they doing outside of the game because it's one thing to put a mask on you know with a face mask and however they want to do that whether it's built into the helmet or if it's truly you know in cold weather guys will wear uh you know like a like a neck gaiter or whatever they'll cover their mouth and stuff so you could you could do something like that i, I i'm not going to sit here and tell you it's, it wouldn't help i think it i think it would i think the bigger question is these guys are going to be spending a lot of time together is are those few interactions that players are going to have throughout games where they are truly that close to each other, is that going to be enough of a difference 
versus the however many hours they're spending when they're with their helmets off. Um, you know, I think sidelines are going to be a big thing. So I can mm-hmm. see you know players being forced to wear masks on sidelines. Uh, definitely, if not players, then anybody who is not uh, who is not a player who's affiliated with the team, especially if they're not traveling with the team day to day. So I don't. I'm not going to say masks won't help at all. Uh, I just I'm not sure how much they'll help uh, if, if there aren't strict masking requirements the rest of the time. Now, if they're going to do strict masking requirements the rest of the time too, I think now you've increased that that likelihood that that masks are going to help uh, because you if somebody is you know let's say a carrier they're not showing strong symptoms or they are hiding the symptoms from the teams which we know from concussions that's going to be pretty likely uh you know unless they're really showing those strong symptoms they're going to hide it as much as possible if they're masking off the field then you want to avoid those interactions on the field and that's then why i think masking becomes a much bigger piece uh, at which point then your players are masked all the time which is going to help control that spread across the team. Laura, do you have anything more? Is she shaking her head? I don't think she wants to be on the podcast. I think even if she had a strong opinion on this, she wouldn't be. I threw the fish hook out and she yeah, didn't, she didn't yeah, bite. She did not bite. Um, she's like, I'm here to drink beer and celebrate the fourth. I don't care about your podcast. I mean, we've all been in locker rooms, right? So it's like, if, how much of the mask are we going to help with all the different germs that are in those locker rooms all the time? They almost have to go Boston Town Colt style where um, you're bringing your pads to the to the stadium and, and dressed in your car and stuff and then going home afterwards in order to <laughs> fully to fully protect yourself from it because you go in a locker room with all with 60 other people um, whether you're wearing a mask or not you, there's sweat everywhere there's um, you guys are sharing showers you're sharing all kinds of stuff in there um, you're likely to get it with or without a mask at that point so it, it goes so much beyond just on the field and I think if you start putting those masks in uh, in face masks which we've seen some prototypes of, of these um, I think you just want to get to the point you don't want to get to the point where you push these players so much where the game's so much different where they're like you know what maybe we just wait and just don't play this year because I, mean, I, I just sat in an Uber on the way here, and it's 90 degrees today with heat index and with a mask on the whole time, and it was awful. Yeah. So with the crockpot. Yeah. <laughs> with the crockpot. <laughs> so uh, uh, I can't. That, that's crockpot, people, not crackpot. <laughs> <laughs> Making sure that Crock we. that buffalo chicken dip. Yeah. <laughs> Making sure we specify. <laughs> Don't want Spotify to kick us back off. <laughs> we just got here. You kick us, kick us off already. Uh, but yeah, I think it, I think it's a good question. I think it's something they're gonna have to have to figure out. Now, you know, we're in we're in Cleveland right now, and uh, last last evening, yesterday afternoon, Cleveland and Cuyahoga County uh, announced that they're gonna be forced masking requirements, and so it may be a city by city thing too. I don't know. If, if anybody can get a carve-out of anything, it's the NFL. So I don't know if, if they can get a carve-out or if it's going to be, hey, we're playing in Cleveland, we have to wear a mask. Uh, we're playing in Seattle, we don't. I don't know Seattle's laws at this point. But, you know, it, it may depend on what city you're playing in uh, as, as to what the rules are. And we don't know yet. There may be cities that, that say you can't play here. Uh, and, and, Which is know. really interesting because if, if you're playing without any fans, you know what's the difference with the Browns playing in Cleveland Brown Stadium or going out to Manor High School? Well, I think. With, the, well, <laughs> right, right. And I think I think the question becomes then, you know, so there's there's the game, there's the stands, all of that, but then there's also the tailgates. 
So you can you can say no fans in the stadium, but it's going to take a a separate act to say no fans at the tailgates because you're bringing personal vehicles. You're doing you know at this point my group of six people aren't interacting with this other group of six people. But before you know it, you have a couple thousand in a in a parking lot. Yeah, uh, and you so, just you can't open the parking lots. It's, it's, can't happen right and so that that's going to be something else at the cities and that's not really the nfl's issue that's the city's issue the cities will have to figure out how to manage the hype around the nfl um, that, that we don't we don't really see as much with the other sports so that's going to it's fairly unique to the nfl and then college football so we'll be in that kind of that same boat of figuring out what to do with the tailgates and 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 all of that yeah. all right guys appreciate you joining uh we will be uh, enjoying our Fourth of July festivities while Tyler continues to enjoy the ACT. We got we got four racks of ribs in the smoker now. We're gonna put on chicken wings here in the near future. So we're gonna be eating well here uh, on the Frosty Podcast. We'll catch you very soon. All right, so Tyler has finished the English section, and uh, Ty, how'd that go? It's pretty good, Derek. That's it. No, uh, no other reflection. Just pretty good. Well, it was it was actually pretty annoying. Um, a lot of the questions, so I did it on a computer, of course, and the questions were at the top of the page, and a lot of the passage, actually the majority of the passages that I had to read were in the second, like the bottom of the page, so I had to keep scrolling up and down. I, I think I spent probably three-fourths of the time scrolling up and down. That's no good. It was rough. All right, but hey, it's over, right? So next up, Ty, you have the math section. Now, you were just delivered a shot by Vince. Vince, what is this shot? Uh, another jack fire, actually. Another jack fire, right? <laughs> so he's getting ready to take the math portion. He has a calculator, uh, Texas yep. Instruments calculator. It is. Okay, excellent. Yep. So all those polynomials you reviewed right now. Before that <laughs> <laughs> so Ty, how, did, how, do you, how was your math in high school? Were you pretty good? I mean, I, was, I, was, I did AP Calc. Okay. Uh, I took the AP test. I didn't actually take any math classes in college because I tested out. Okay. So I haven't taken math in uh, 13 years, 14 so years. Yeah. What, what's your uh, What's your guess here? What's your score going to be for math? Math will. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so Tyler, not feeling confident for the math section. Yeah. Uh, so Tyler, we'll let you uh, do your shot and get at it, and we will catch you all very soon with some more uh, more interviews around the league, and we'll find out how Ty did on the math section. Thanks, Derek. All right, Ty. So you just finished the math section. How do you feel that went? My butthole is a little sore. <laughs> Yeah, there was, uh, there was a lot of cussing happening. Uh, he did receive some help throughout, but I don't think it mattered much because none of us remember high school math. Uh, early on, he yelled out, does anyone remember how to subtract exponents? <laughs> to which we don't. Uh, so not good uh, on the math section there, Ty. That's, that's what I took away from that. Not good at all. <clears throat> Ty, did you encounter any logarithms for your, your you know what? today? Surprisingly, no logarithms <laughs> and no polynomials, <laughs> <laughs> which is the only thing I looked up. <laughs> the only thing you studied for. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so the only the only part of that I would have looked after is the geometry, which I'm pretty sure is not PC anymore, but the SOHCAHTOA, uh, <laughs> sine, cosine, tangent. Uh, yeah, that's the only part. There's I no way that's PC either. No, there's Come no on. way that's PC at this point. <laughs> so, only one question involving trigonometry. 
Oof. Yeah. I spent a whole year on that. I know, right? <laughs> what are they teaching these kids these days? These kids are going soft. I'm telling you. bullshit. All right, Ty. So next up is reading. Uh, you know, you didn't feel comf- confident going into the English section because, quote, not that many people speak it anyways. So how do you feel going into the reading section? Well, you know, I've always been a pretty strong reader. Um, I've had a few beers in me, so usually when I drink, it increases my reading comprehension. As it does for most? Yeah, as, exactly. So looking forward to it. It'll be better than math. Uh, feeling a little raw after that, but I'm going to be all right. Now, you had, you had a kind of a variable in there with Vince constantly feeding you jack fire shots. Vince True. had to leave the party. So that has been taken away. Now, will somebody step up into Vince's role? We don't know yet. Uh, but what do you, how has that uh, affected your testing so far? Um, you know what? It's actually been a bright spot in my testing. Uh, it's kind of, it was a nice break from the math. Uh, when Vince showed up and gave me a couple shots, it's pretty nice. But I, I've actually heard Tony say that he's going, he is willing to step in and fill that role. And uh, but he he said he would actually take the shots with me. Uh, Vince had to leave, so he couldn't be drinking that much. But t- if Tony's willing to step up, then I'm game. Yeah, very low risk move for Vince to just keep feeding shots, and not taking himself. So uh, <laughs> I, I think think this feels a little more equitable. For, we should for say here at the Frosty Podcast, we do not condone drinking and driving, <laughs> which is in direct contradiction to what Tony just insinuated. Here's here's your Uber ad. <laughs> All right, Tony, what, uh, what shots are you going to be going with then, you think? Uh, I really need to go take a look at the table over there and see what we got. I, I've already been told that tequila is off limits per Sammy's recommendation, so <laughs> it won't be tequila. <laughs> All right, well, reading next, Tyler, good luck. Thank you. All right, Tony, Tyler is in the middle of the reading test, and in a very... Uh, dramatic change of events. He has gone from the table to the floor and is currently laying on his stomach reading. According to his wife, that is the way Tyler reads. So not <laughs> looking like it's going to be going well for Tyler. Well, the math test really rattled him, Derek. So uh, he needs to change the scenery a little bit. Needs to needs to fix what was going on with those first two exams. It's a halftime adjustment. The best coaches make them, and uh, Ty has just made a big one. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if it pays off for him. Did he make those kind of adjustments when he was coaching? <laughs> Kevin, Kevin asking if he made those kind of adjustments while he was coaching. Kevin, I think the record clearly shows no. Uh, he did not make any adjustments while coaching. That's why he's in the situation he's in. We are very happy to be joined by the newest member of our league. You will remember him from week eight, where he was our guest picker. Welcome to the podcast, Mike Ingenthrone. I'm... Shocked you remember the exact week. I'm gonna assume you looked that up before before this segment. No, I have a frosty <laughs> podcast of on. <laughs> and remember each guest we had on. Encyclopedic memory. <laughs> so Mike, this is uh, this is your first time at a, a league sanctioned event. Uh, what's your what's your take here? You're you're seeing what can happen if your season goes poorly. Uh, does that make you nervous or, or are you feeling pretty confident? Uh, I guess a little bit of both. Uh, <laughs> I definitely don't want to be in that situation, so I'm that much more confident in the effort level that I'm going to put forth to yeah. avoid this kind of type of situation. <laughs> Mike, have you gotten a chance to take a look at your roster coming in so far? I have not. I've drunkenly communicated with Mr. Reedy a couple times about this roster, but I have not <clears throat> truly taken a look into uh, 
the, the shit so I'm absorbing here. I love how you say drunkenly. <laughs> In like, your defense, most of what we do here is drunkenly in this league. So, yeah. they're like, yeah, it's like one a.m. drunk conversation at the end of the night. Oh, yeah. you could probably keep Tyreek Hill. I I don't remember anything else. I, that's really all I remember is that Tyreek Hill is well, I think probably you, my best. You got the main option. idea there is to keep Tyreek Hill, and you should be okay. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything left after that, or if everything's gonna be coming off the board after Tyreek. Yeah, we, I, I think Derek's trying to pull it up right now. Have you ever been in a league with a punishment? As, as rough as this one before. I have not. I've been in leagues that tried to make a punishment like this, but they all fall through, so they're kind of pussy leagues compared to <laughs> what it looks like I'm about to join here. Well, and I'll, t- I'll say, you know, to Tyler's credit, that's what I was kind of afraid was going to happen here because this is the third year we've had it. The first year we've had the, the punishment, actually somebody actually do the punishment, uh, you know, last two years as we've well documented on this podcast, it hasn't happened. So... Uh, again, we, we give a lot of credit to Ty for being the first one to actually go through with it, uh, as he is is still laying prone, uh, taking that <laughs> taking that exam. Even there, we had we had our doubts a little bit. We had this scheduled a couple months ago, and he actually created a global pandemic in order to push this back. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, canceled everything we had going. But alas, we finally have somebody taking it, and that's a big credit to Ty. Yeah. It, that's it wasn't easy, you know, to to really throw the scent off the trail. He started it in China, um, which <laughs> you know, and then he spread it, and it, it it really looked like it wasn't gonna happen. And then as we as we talked about Fourth of July plans, you know, trying to socially distant and do all of our, our stuff correctly, uh, you know, it ended up working out. So so definitely good. Um, but Mike, you got a chance to look at the roster here. Uh, anything else jumping out at you besides Tyreek Hill? Uh, Definitely a couple people I'd be interested in potentially keeping, but I'm going to guess the price on Russell Wilson might be a little too much to keep. I'm going to need to look into that and see what uh, Joe paid for him last year to see if he's worth keeping. But after that, there's a lot of people that might not be (laughs) worth much as an actual fantasy player next year. Devonta Freeman might not be on a team. (laughs) Keenan Allen's going to have somebody even worse than Philip Rivers throwing to him, that's Tyrod Taylor. I don't see his stats getting any better than his mediocre season last year. And it doesn't get any better after that. So, so you might be starting fresh with Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> that's a good guy to build a team around. Unless he somehow got Le'Veon Bell cheap last year. Uh, I don't think he it did. wasn't cheap enough to make me keep him. Unless he was $2, I don't know how much more I'd pay for Le'Veon this year. <laughs> And so something we've been asking all the all the all the coaches here, you know, how do you think the the COVID consideration is going to affect your draft strategy? Are you going to go, you know, depth? Or are you going to try to spread guys out across teams? You know, what are you thinking going into draft time? That's, that's a good question. I generally do not like having more than two people on from the same NFL team on my roster. I think that is going to be even more of the case this year for what you just said. If if something does happen to affect one team. I don't want my team to get wiped out just because of that. You kind of have to protect yourself for bye weeks, but now you have another level that you need to protect yourself for with all of that. But after that, I don't, I don't see myself changing anything too much beyond that. I, this is going to be my first year as an auction draft, so I have a, a learning curve to begin with anyway. But as I mentioned earlier, Vince ruined my excuse <laughs> as far as doing bad this year, so that's not my excuse. 
<laughs> yeah, and that's we, we we talked to Vince going into this past year about how he was going to do with the auction draft first time, and it is a, it's a big dynamic change when you're used to snake draft. Yep. You know, there's a, every player is available to you um, if, if for the right price to the right value. Um, so it is a whole different ballgame. But Vince, you know, in some I think at the time very questionable moves. On draft day, I remember kind of looking at Tony like, I don't know, I know why he's doing that. Uh, but it's clearly panned out for him. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. And, and good luck to you. I, I recommend you do some some of those mock drafts in the auction style, see where, where players go. You know, you brought up Russell Wilson. I think you'll be surprised. Uh, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but a lot of those quarterbacks don't go very expensive. So you'd be surprised at, at where – where the money goes, and it's often to your, your obviously top playmakers, running backs, uh, receivers. It's rarely to quarterbacks. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be the exception to that. Uh, there's usually one or two quarterbacks that are the exception, and everybody else falls down to single digits. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Definitely check out a couple mock drafts if you have a chance when you're just hanging out there on your phone sometime just to get a sense for what value guys tend to go for. We always have some anomalies in our league where don't follow the regular rules, but they're usually not that far off as far as what people are willing to pay for stuff because their whole system is just taking an aggregate of what people get for mock draft prices for these guys. So it's kind of given a market price for them. So it gives you a sense of what you should pay for each person and um, kind of gives you some expectations going into it so you're not going in going for broke on guys that nobody else is going for yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna need that advice for sure where's uh where's intern dave make him give give, make him give me the last three drafts of this league so i can i can see how the auction drafts of this league have transpired over the last couple years and giving some insight into the individuals making these decisions that i'm going to be choosing with well i'll tell you that is one of the things that we will talk about so we'll have you back on this summer before the season starts and talk about you know kind of how the draft went last year obviously it wasn't you but you know for your team uh and then as you go into keepers uh we have a a frosty score that is tries to determine the value of the keepers so we'll uh we'll get we'll front load you some of those statistics so you can make a fully informed decision on draft day all right hopefully i didn't uh just give too much work for dave and hopefully you guys are paying him well to to justify this work well you know the experience you get as a frosty podcast intern is really <laughs> priceless so dave's doing just just fine just fine yeah <laughs> all right that's that's all i need to hear <laughs> All right, Mike, go enjoy the rest of the party, and uh, we'll catch up later. We've been hearing a lot of cussing coming out of the room, so it sounds like reading may be going more the way of math than English. So far, so that, that's probably the take I'm taking, too. It's <laughs> been a lot of cuss words coming out of that room. So still, still laying prone. Uh, Tyler Kerr, not doing great. Uh, we'll catch you in a little bit. All right, Ty, so we finished the reading section. How do you think the reading section went? Now you were you were laying prone. Uh, it didn't look good. Then you went up into what uh, what was somebody called doggy style or the receiving position. Uh, so we, we figured it wasn't going great for you. But how do you think it went? You know, I compared to the math portion before, it went great. Uh, I, I think I, I was uh, more prepared and laying prone just kind of centers my centers my mind and lets me focus on. The test in front of me. So that's a complication that would have happened in high school. You would have been able to lay on the ground. At least I don't think. You would have been able to lay on the ground. So what did you do in high school? Did you just have to kind of deal with it? Yeah, I mean in high school, you know, I was I was a young I was a young buck. I was spry, so it did it didn't really make that much of a difference. 
So now you you have a full belly. We we just had dinner, so you're you're full of, of ribs and chicken and cheese potatoes and pasta salad and fruit. Uh, so how are you feeling now going into the science section, which can be tricky? Well, Derek, I'm I'm gonna have to shout out at you because those were some of the best ribs I've ever had in my life. And whoever made the cheesy potatoes, phenomenal. Um, pasta salad was really good too. What'd you make? <laughs> As Tyler looks at his wife and asks, what did you make? Oh boy. <laughs> no, I'm oh. kidding. I had some of the fruit and it was delicious too. How <laughs> to make the last test harder. <laughs> So, uh, fortunately, Tyler is full. He's uh, in the doghouse. So, I imagine this will take the whole time, uh, the whole hour that you get for the science section. Now, Tyler, how did you do in science? Man, I've I've always had a love for science, Uh, a love for the natural sciences. Uh, So, and you know what? Even now, uh, I I do graphs and charts for work, do a lot of different kind of comparisons and things like that. So, I think it's going to go swimmingly. Yes, Ty, Ty, coming from the graphs and charts world as you do, are you fully prepared for the amount of graphs and charts that come here (laughs) with the amount of variables they throw at you in the ACT, which are mind-bogglingly dumb? (laughs) You know, that's a great question. Uh, I love variables. Um, I want to name my child variable. So I'm I'm fully prepared and, and ready for the onslaught of stupid variables from the ACT. All right, you heard it here. Variable Kerr. Variable Coming Kerr. to you soon. Variable Derek Tony Kerr. <laughs> All right, Ty. We'll let you get at it. We will see you in about an hour to find out what our final ACT score is in our first ever Frosty Pod ACT special. So Tyler is taking the science portion of the ACT, and we have with us two coaches who could not be on site for our party but are happy to join us on the Frosty Hotline. Welcome, Coach Tim Taft and intern Dave Festion. Hey, how's it going, guys? We are doing well here. Uh, I got Tony with me and, and Kayla Kerr who is, uh, of course, Tyler's wife. So it has been uh, quite the day here so far. Ty has you know, done, done fairly well, so he thinks, in English and reading and math, not so hot. So he's in the science section now. By the amount of swearing we've heard, sounds like it's not going well here <laughs> either. Um, <laughs> uh, so, so Dave, we know, uh, you know, we know you've put a lot of work into the, into the ACT prep. And I guess as Ty finishes up this last uh, segment, any any last dish advice to uh, to write his score here? Well, you know, I, I'd love to try and help him out here uh, and and maybe bump up the score a little bit. But at this point, I mean, it's it, it, it's it's already been written. I'm sure he's going to probably pull off a solid what 12 or 13 in the science section, if I had to guess. And, <laughs> I mean, there's only so much you can do to try to try to help a guy out there. Yeah, we don't we don't have a whole lot of faith in him in the science section. He, he talks he's, big game. he's got a lot of shots in him at this point, too. <laughs> so, uh, it's looking iffy. There's a lot of graphs coming up and uh, 
as much as you would think that doesn't change the game, it definitely changes the game. I mean, there's a point where you're drunk enough to say, fuck it. Like, why am I even trying anymore? <laughs> Speaking of not trying anymore, Tim, how you been? <laughs> <laughs> joking, Tim. Joking. We lost Tim. Tim. Tim's gone. I thought I heard the back end of my name. Uh, I am currently uh, sending you dispatches from from fuck of uh, Virginia, so I'm a little spotty. So if you can go ahead, resend that prompt. I'm here for you. I got you. <laughs> um, so you know, we we've kind of been reminiscing a little bit about uh, about how our ACT went when we were in in high school. And uh, so, Tim, what was what was your experience with the ACT test? So I am historically a great test taker. Uh, recent experience with the Army will tell you that I am smarter than 94% of the dumbasses they have taken that test. But, <laughs> but in high school, uh, I, was, I was nothing special. I think my score, I think I ended up with maybe like a 26. I know I was one of the lower scores among the group. Uh, but I was acing the English and the reading. I was I was in the 30s for sure in those sections. Uh, but I was clawed back down to low score hell by science and math. So I felt really confident on test day. Like I said, I eat my breakfast. You know, I chew my gum. I do everything you're supposed to do. But you know, you can't put lipstick on a pig, right? It's like, what are you gonna do? It's a shit sandwich whether you you know whether you dress it up with mayonnaise or not. So uh, yeah. I didn't love my, uh, I didn't love the outcome of my ACT day, but you know that didn't stop me from going in as confident as I did. Yeah, now if I recall, you did uh, incredible on the writing exam. 40, 40 questions. Right. Yeah, the section no one gives a shit about, but yeah. I was excellent at that. <laughs> it is something. Yeah. At the end of the day, twenty six is still pretty good, especially when you go to Bowling Green, as I can attest to. You really just need to take the exam to go. Well, I think you guys are setting the pretty, the bar pretty high there because uh, you just had to have a pulse to get into Akron. But <laughs> I think they let a dead guy in once. I won't be surprised. Is Akron still a school? Does that exist, or have they expanded all the colleges at this point? Oh, I can't imagine they're doing well. I mean, you got can't read, can't write, Kent State, but I think uh, I think them and Akron are still separate for now. I don't have anything catchy for Akron, so they're still okay. I don't think they are worth anything catchy. Yeah, yeah we had a really nice uh, football stadium and uh, and then a, really a small soccer stadium. In <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the the soccer the soccer team is really what brought the crowd to the university, but uh, we could we could house a lot of people in the football stadium. Yeah. So, and Akron is the home of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous. By the way, just throwing that out there. Nice. <clears throat> uh, and again, uh, disclaimer. The Frosty Podcast supports anybody going through Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, it is a great program. It's helped a lot of people. Uh, Kayla, you know, Tyler has been prepping for this exam for months. And how do you think he was feeling going into this test? Um, I don't think that he – I don't really know. I don't really think he felt, like, very confident going into it. I still don't think he feels very confident about it. <laughs> but I think he's doing better than he thought he was going to do. Well, that's good. That's excellent. Um, 
you know, Dave, what uh, what was your experience with the ACT? Uh, you know, I don't really remember it that well, to be honest with you. It was what we're talking 12 years now. Yeah. How many shots did you do before you took the test? Yeah, I'm going to say a lot less than Ty's taken today. <laughs> um, as a as a high school guy and Megan will continue to make fun of me. I was pretty straight laced for the majority of my uh, high school career. Wasn't one to dabble with. I hear in the background calling me a loser right now. Uh, You know, I I wasn't much of a drinker or anything. So I'm going to go on a limb and say that I had zero shots before the ACT. Um, But it, I mean, I, I think I took it three times and it was just, I mean, it was kind of like a grind. But you get through it and and, you know, and then it turns out it doesn't actually matter down the road. So uh, I think obviously relative to what we were all experiencing at the time, the ACT was a stressful moment for us. But looking back, we probably put a little bit too much stock in it. And I say that as somebody that was also in the mid 20s. So uh, might be different for some of these other guys. Yeah, and that's, I remember the the ACT was a little bit a little bit more stressful for me because I was one point away from a, a jump in scholarship money. So there was a lot of money on the table if I had gotten like one point more than I got my first time. And the second time I took it, I had the same score. And then the third time I took it, I got that extra point, uh, which which bumped me up, and I was real real happy about that. So that was nice. Uh, but yeah, for for a lot of folks, you know, the ACT. You know, it's kind of a you need to get a, a whatever score to either get a scholarship or get into school or just, you know, hit the checkbox. Um, so I guess, you know, to, to you two, to Dave and Tim, you know, now we've, we finally have somebody who's who's done the punishment. Uh, I think Ty can tell you he's not having a very good day. We're all having a great time uh, with our Fourth of July party and enjoying recording the podcast. And he is stuck in isolation taking the test so does this kind of turn up the heat for you guys a little bit knowing like you know this is it kind of makes it more real i think at least to me that there is this punishment if you if you get lapsed uh and is that is that something you guys has that turned up for you guys as well you know i am as much as like we're shit talking ty right now and everything he's going through i'm so incredibly pumped that you know previously we were going to have a night where we all got together just a random weekend where we were all going to band together and he was going to take the act obviously with the coronavirus and everything going on that got kind of mixed up and we had to put it on all on hold and so he's taking the act on the 4th of july like he not only is he willing to take it and he said from the get-go i'm taking the test it doesn't matter I'm, i'm taking the test bring it on I'll do as as well as I can, but I'm going to take it, which we all were very excited about because the previous uh, losers, uh, they uh, did not take it or want to take it. And unfortunately, they're not in the league anymore. But, you know, they uh, they they really set the bar super low. And all Ty had to do was take the test. And even if he came back and said, look, it's the 4th of July, I don't want to do it on the 4th of July. I'm not sure that we would all really argue with that. We would kind of say, oh, okay, 
I get it. It's it's a, it's a holiday. Everyone's getting together. Uh, we'll plan it for a different day. But instead, he said, fuck it. Let's do it. We'll do it in the middle of a holiday. I don't know how many vacation days or holidays this guy gets off of work, but he's ready to go and, and taking the test. And I think that's something to be recognized. And uh, I'm, uh, I'm so proud of him. I just think, I think he's doing a great job. But as far as next year goes, it makes it, I think, just a little bit more stressful for the people going into it. Because if Ty gets, I don't know, let's just throw a random number, a 25 on the test. There's a metric now to the ACC. If you're the first person to take it, you know, you can really do it as well or as poorly as you want. And it's not really anything you can compare it to. But next year, assuming it's not Ty again, which who knows, it probably will be. But anybody else that takes the test it it you've got something to compare it to so if you don't hit that benchmark then there's a little bit of extra guilt and uh harassing involved with the test taker not only are you stuck taking the act but you kind of have to match the performance and the the effort of ty i think in my opinion Yeah, let's so, get to a sponsor. So we have, um, you know, the, the, you're, you're <laughs> Kayla's getting shots again. Oh. Today's oh. podcast is brought to you by alcohol. <laughs> it's a little bit of a shit show over here. <laughs> so we, I agree, Dave, and you, you, with the first test taker there's really no standard right it's just whatever score you get we don't know like are you dumb or are you smart or are you right in the middle (laughs) it's tyler so we're pretty sure yeah he looks dumb so you know but we don't know and as we get going you know whoever takes a test next is going to be directly compared to tyler or if it's tyler again it's going to be a joey chestnut situation where we're just comparing him to himself broke the record 75 i know incredible so legend yeah so he's we're either just going to keep comparing tyler to tyler and it's going to be like year over year scoring or we're going to be able to compare you know the the different members of the team so it's going to be a lot of fun over the next few years to watch this. I forget the question because they went on like three tangents. Tim, I was going to kick it to you, but you were out. Are you there now? Yeah, I am standing by. I believe the original question was something along the lines about whether we feel the heat, the pressure, now that Ty has finally bit the bullet and actually done the punishment. I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm a bit of a nut. And I'm actually kind of looking forward to taking the ACT. I might just do it on my own for the hell of it. Uh, what? Listen, I'm waking up at 4 a.m. for no goddamn reason right now. So let's take, I'll take the ACT right now. Just give it to me. I'll, you know what? I'll race tie. I'll finish the whole ACT the time it takes him to finish the science section. So there you go. I don't know if that's I'll tell you. Timing. Well, oh. you know, I, I don't remember how it goes either necessarily, <laughs> but. <laughs> Tyler, how many, how, how many, how much more time do you have? Twenty minutes left. How many? What question are you on? Fourteen. Oh, so he's twenty minutes left. He's on question fourteen. Was uh, it forty-five so, in the science section? I can't remember. I think that sounds about right. So. Hold on, Ty. How many questions? Are there? <laughs> Tim, you got twenty minutes to start. I'll look now. it up. I'll look it up. Hold on. All right. Okay. All right. 
I'll send you guys the link. It's probably the beers, <laughs> the beers talking. It's probably the beers talking. So I'm not going to do it in 20 minutes. I, I retract that. But, but I'll tell you this. Uh, one, I don't want to take it necessarily. But two, I appreciate Ty, uh, the institution. Oh, man, uh, I admire his, his commitment to, you know, the punishment such as it is. And, you know, if it's my cross to bear, then I will bear it proudly. But fuck no, I don't want to be taking this shit on the 4th of July. In fact, if we make the 4th of July some sort of a tradition here, because now all of a sudden your whole holiday is ruined by having a late whatever ass up on the floor, whatever you got them doing over there. Uh, I don't want to do that. Yeah, that's something I don't know. You know, it kind of worked out that it was 4th of July because everybody's going to be where you're all getting together. Um, but I don't know if this is going to be the plan long term or something that the league will have to decide. Uh, it is it is working out kind of nice because everybody's here. Nobody else really has any plans. We're not really working around anything else. So it'll be it'll be something to, to watch going forward if, if it's going to be a 4th of July thing. The original plan was March Madness weekend, which I think still would work really well. Uh, but this is, you know, I'm watching, you know, some cornhole happening in the backyard and, and Ty's, you know, taking science questions. So, um, I guess last thing, questions, Ty, by the way, what's that? 40 questions, by the way, 40 questions. So he's on 14 of 40. That is not, that is not good. Ty. That is not good. Not good use of your time. <laughs> uh, so Ty may not be finishing the science section. I don't think Ty's going to be able to unleash a disease every single year for pandemic. So <laughs> I, I would plan on March Madness weekend for next year and uh, <clears throat> moving forward. <laughs> I like that. All right, fellas. Well, we appreciate you calling in on the Frosty Hotline. Uh, we definitely are missing both of you guys here at the party this weekend, but uh, we will catch you all very soon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to uh, to catching up with y'all in Northeast Ohio here soon. Best of luck, Ty. <laughs> all right, I'll catch you guys later. All right, Tyler, so you have finished the science section. The ACT is over. Your punishment for coming in last place is complete, and we're ready to move into another season of fantasy football. How does it feel to have that weight lifted? It's uh, it's, it's a huge relief. Um, I actually feel more sober now than I did, did two hours ago. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad to be done with it, and I'm looking forward to the next year. I uh, can't, can't wait for the start of the new season and hopefully some new prospects and not finish in last place. Yeah, and so you haven't had a real good showing the last couple of years. So <laughs> I guess uh, what what do you think the likelihood is that we're having the same conversation a year from now? <laughs> well, last year, uh, I think I said this. I, I think I said uh, that I, we wouldn't be having this conversation and that I would be a champion. And you did. Actually, yeah. I, <laughs> came back to bite me in the ass this year. Uh, so I'm going to say that uh, I'm hoping for a lot better results next year. I'm going to probably have to pay attention a little more and, uh, you know, all that jazz. All right, well, stick with us. We're waiting for a couple more coaches to come back. They're out on a little field trip. They're going to be coming back, and we're going to unveil the score and get the reaction to Tyler's ACT score. 
what now, 12 years after you've, 13, 13 years after you've, years, yeah. 13 years after he's graduated, get his new ACT score. So stick with us. All right, now is the moment we have all been waiting for the results of Tyler's ACT test. Now, Tyler, what did you have in high school again? 29 in high school. 29 was his best score in high school. And so, on the English section, Tyler Kerr scored a 30. Woo! In the math section, remember, math did not, did not go well. <laughs> what Tyler said. Tyler scored a almost respectable 17. Reading, which Tyler said he quote does every day. <laughs> Tyler scores a very respectable 27. Wow! But he does it every day. Well, not bad, man. And on the science section, we had a little bit of a technical difficulty. So as Tyler was nearing the the probably last third of the science section, we the computer went down. Uh, Team Reedy has issued an apology for the technical difficulty. We were able to get him back going, but he had to retake the science section. However, Tyler Kirk on the science section scored a 32. Resulting in a final score, Tyler Kerr takes the ACT and gets a 27. Congratulations to Tyler Kerr on a very respectable 27, uh, 13 years out of high school. Uh, it's very remarkable. Uh, we thank you for taking the ACT, having the stones to do it, because nobody else has. So with that, we end the season of Fantasy Football. Yay! Thank you for listening to season one of the Frosty Podcast. For Tony Perenni, Dave Peschett, and Vince Gorgonzola, I'm Derek Frost. We are presented by Steel Valley Media. We'll catch you later for season two.